No 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 my brain dead. Welcome back to another episode of Rejects. Fucking Rejects. This is Constance Patton, your host, an oral history podcast, excuse me, an oral history podcast where I talk to very dope creators and thinkers and all types of people. I collect their oral histories, talk about how they got there, where they're going, and I ramble. Welcome back. It's 2020, y'all. Yay, we made it. It was a rough one. And we're here. It's 2020. Twinkie Twinkie. We're in the fucking future. Uh, I'm in my apartment in Brooklyn wearing my grandma's pajamas. They're too small. But I'll wear them. I don't care. My grandma was like 5'1", probably. And I'm definitely like 5'11". Might be 6 feet. I don't know. Maybe I'm 5'10 now. I might be shrinking because I'm getting old. And, um... Yeah, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. How was your New Year's? Was it cool? Are you brain dead like me? I literally have like one, just one single brain cell just with a tambourine going off loudly in my head right now. Uh, I spent my evening in Red Hook. I didn't go into the Manhattan uh, or anywhere else. And I hung out with really good friends at Amorphic Robot Works, where I used to actually work. They build robots and weird stuff. Right now, they're doing the border crossers um, with Chico and Louise. And I, I ended up spending time over there in Anika. And, uh, yeah, it was dope. Like, we talked about... I was, like, talking about nerd shit with people that worked there. Like, oh, they're like, you don't, you don't get it. We have to, like, put this thing. I'm like, yo, I worked here for many years. I lived my life very dusty. It was crazy. I helped refurbish the inside of the whole church. It's in an uh, old church from the 1800s. It's a Siemens church. <laughs> nice, right? And, yeah, it's, like, really beautiful. They do these, like, robotic performances, including this scary tumbling guy that... Uh, I might actually put a video up of it. It's this robot that just tumbles. It's just loud and clunky, and it's just terrifying. And they were like... 
they let it they let the performance start so they do like robot performances basically and it started at midnight and people were like taking photos and, and video of it and i'm like just we need to get back because i'm dead ass serious there is not a predictable like robot that you're thinking of in your head right now no it's like a drunk ass robo skeleton that is just malfunctioning but it works and it's supposed to look like that and i'm really happy for you guys chico man you, you keeping it going it's like the weirdest place ever and i'm happy that i got the excuse me to be involved in that and so i spent um yeah I, I basically made some food ate a ton at home by myself and then i went over to i got real dressed up walked four blocks and then um yeah, I, like, hung out with my homies. Like, I, I loved it so much. I So I'm an illustrator now and graphic designer. Like, I make money that way. Uh, I do some merchandise as well. And, yeah, I just used to work in this this crazy sculpture place. And I kind of really miss it. I want to start doing some, going back to, to building robots. And, yeah, I wanted to be an engineer, I guess. Maybe I'll still do that. I have time. Yeah, so man, whatever, it's 2020, 2020, Twinkie Twinkie, fucking future, we're here. And how was your thing? What'd you do? Did you get fucked up? Did you do a little coke? Cool, man. I did none. I uh, was in my bed by probably 1.30. I, I ate that cold chicken that was left, and I definitely drank a beer, like, on my way home, finished it in the bed. I think I had, like, a little shot of vodka left, and I dr drank that for some reason. And uh, watched Chappelle, who's, the, of course, the Chappelle of comedy. It was very fun. And woke up at 11.11 today, like, bunny rabbit. The first thing I say every morning is bunny rabbit. I don't even know when I started that. I think I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to just say they're cute. So every morning is the first thing I say is bunny rabbit. It's crusty. It'll be like... <laughs> like every day I say it my cat comes over I think she thinks I'm talking to her and that's very sweet she's precious like a bunny rabbit um yeah so here we are welcome to this episode this is like really dope this is a dope one I was like very happy to have this one be to release it right on the new year bringing in with the bang Haley Marie Norman she's a dope ass artist actor uh, comedian, writer, producer, voice actor. She's fucking beautiful. She's that girl in the thing with the hair. Um, no, but seriously, like, I used to see her on, like, YouTube. She was a part of kind of a crew. I don't know if it's, like, Issa Rae's adjacent, but, but when I found out about uh, Awkward Black Girl, I was kind of like, oh, shit, what is this weird thing coming out of L.A.? It's, like, this group of people in L.A., creating videos and being able to, to publish them themselves and this is before it, it was like hbo this is when it was like underground people creating i thought it was the dopest thing ever and Haley was in a ton of that stuff and i was like oh that girl she's like real fine and shit with the hair and like the cool ass voice she got that like raspy voice uh like Cree summer i think that's her name the the you know the woman that's like dope as fuck oh my god i love her um, that voice, many things that we grew up on. She's kind of got that like dope ass voice. Um, God bless the freaks. So we sat down, I actually met her speaking of manifesting or manifesting. I'm told you I'm brain dead. Um, I met her after I interviewed 
Andrew Edward Brown, who was in my last episode. Andrew's a homie from Brooklyn by way of Philly, and he's Well, been- everyone in the <laughs> network loves it. <laughs> Sorry. Just thought about it again. Hold oh, on. Wait a minute. That's my... <laughs> scared the shit out of me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's my um, internet just kicked back in. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and everyone in the network does love it. You're right about that. Bojack Horseman. Um, anyway. So, yeah, I met Haley after going to... I was, like, doing the interview with Andrew, and I was telling him, like, yeah, there's this thing I was invited to by C.J. Wallace, who's Biggie's son, of course, and Faith's son, uh, for this business thing. So I go there to meet with him, and I don't know anyone there, so I'm kind of, like, looking around for him. It's, like, packed full of people I've seen on stuff. There was, like, a guy who's, like, super bendy. I think his name is uh, Frankie. I think his name is Frankie, and he does, like, he's, like, a freaking makes his body all bendy. I can't think of any words right now. You know what I'm talking about. Like, he could be in the uh, the circus and stuff. And I saw, like, act- actors and all types of people. It was out, it was a Lowell Farms, which makes fantastic cannabis, party. And, you know, I saw her, and I was like, oh, shit, that's that girl. Now, I'm, I roll solo like a mug all the time. Like, I'm real comfortable with that. And I was at this party, like, but I still get really, like, awkward. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. And there was a lot of weed in there. I was kind of stoned. And I had my session bag on me. I was, like, not graceful or no shit. I was, like, clunky as fuck through this busy party. Like, ha <laughs> And I saw people I knew from from New York also. I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of popping. That's cool. So what I do is, uh, in the Issa Rae style, go in the bathroom and I give myself a pep talk. So I'll literally look in a mirror and be like, girl, you popping. You popping. Look at your, excuse me, your lipstick. Whew, sorry. That was burnt. Uh, you're like interesting. Freaking me. And, I, and I'll like give myself a pep talk. And then my strategy is to go back into the party and find some girl that's the most beautiful I can find. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go talk to that girl. And then I'm like, I don't know. She might feel... I don't know. She might feel the same way I feel about being in a space where you don't know anybody. And um, so I saw Haley. Actually, we were uh, me, CJ, and Ty. His his father were taking photos in this booth, and then it was like basically these flower crowns where they, they're like these girls making these flower crowns. But I have I have like a fro. I have like my fro out. And I'm like, that shit don't fit on my head. So I'm trying to figure out a way to make it look cute. Because on the white girls, it's just like, they're just like, you know, princess, flower crowns. My shit's like, it does not fit. I'm like, I want to be a princess. So I tilted like the biggie crown, of course. And then I look across the room and I see Haley. And I'm like, oh, that's that girl from the thing with the hair. And she's like, oh, hey, like, oh, I like the way you're wearing your crown. And I was like, oh, man. She's gorgeous. She's like, like TV and stuff does not do people justice. I swear to God, this woman's glowing. And she got her, she had her crown on like, um, like Jimi Hendrix. She had Jimi Hendrix did on. And then we had like a moment and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking go talk to her later. But then I felt like a stalker. Cause I'm like, I gotta wait till the moment, you know, whatever I was in my head. Plus it was like a lot of weed in the air. And then eventually I saw her and I just went up to her like, Hey girl. Um, Hey, my name is Constance. I'm from New York, and I'm an artist. I'm out here doing this shit, and like I don't, I don't fucking know nobody. I may not have said that, but like, would you like to get a coffee or some like wine sometime? And she kind of like, she's like, oh shit, caught off guard. Gave me her IG. Um, I ended up inviting her to the contact high 
exhibition that was happening in L.A., and she knew about it, was going to go with her friend Khalid, who ends up being one of my best friends. I'm like, oh, shit, we have, like, like that connection. Like, sometimes being uncomfortable and stepping out your comfort zone creates some really magical moments. And so, yeah, man, it was really cool. It was so cool, like, uh, to get to know her. And then she, she, yeah, I told her about the podcast, me and her, because uh, we had kind of started texting and stuff. And, yeah, so she came on as a guest. Thanks, Haley. And, yeah, it was really dope to talk to her. So she's from L.A., and you'll you'll listen to it, I'm sure. This is going to be on IGTV right now, so some of you are watching it. You can just go over to wherever the fuck you like to get your podcast, Anchor, uh, iTunes, Spotify. I don't know. That is your business. But please, go listen to it. It's not The whole interview isn't going to be on my IGTV, but if you're listening to it, I'm wearing a leopard print. A pajama set. That's my grandma's. It's silk and tiny. In my living room, I don't got an ounce of makeup on. Alicia Keys style. But I think she might wear a little bit of makeup. So, yeah. So, this was a really cool, fun episode to do. Oh, oh, I'm like a little bit hungover. But like I said before, I didn't do any coke. So, it's not that bad because I did get to sleep. And uh, if you did some party party. That's cool, too. I probably would have done some ecstasy or something like that if it came across me. So, thank God I did not go into Manhattan. So, uh, yeah. So, it's 2020. It's a lot of big changes. My sister's about to have a baby. Kendra, she's about to have a hairy little pretty baby. Like, really soon. Like, in weeks. And that's going to be dope. I'm a really great aunt. Just ask Brooklyn. And rearing up for that. I'm just trying to figure out what this year is going to look like. Keep making art and um, working on this this audio project, collecting stories. So thanks if you've been involved. Please tell somebody about it if they are into, you know, hearing just dope-ass stories. Like, this shit's real. It's just real. It's real. I, it's not scripted. I have this notebook. It's just... It just make. I just want to hit some points. Like, um, <laughs> shit, family stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of rough right now. The holidays are rough. They're really cool. You know, it's like a time for celebration for everybody, but they're rough right now. Um, I found out a couple of people in my family were very sick, and then my aunt passed a few days ago, which is a, it's beyond a bummer. She was so cool. Elaine, this is for you. And her sons, Parrish and LeVar, like my, my brothers, like the first time I saw, I learned how to fight from them. Like, legit. We would fuck each other up. Well, I would get fucked up. When we were kids, and, like, Elaine and my mom would just be like, stop it! Like, just yelling at us, and we just... Man, I he taught me how to fight. The first time I ever saw somebody get stomped out was because my cousin. It was 19... Probably 91 or something. Two, 92. And we were playing Mario Brothers in the living room on Danbury off of 8 Mile in Detroit. And... <laughs> their their friend down the street boo was beating me and just talking wow shit like talking so much shit and I told my cousin like tell your friend to shut the fuck up and then they beat his ass I never saw they was like no question it was like don't fuck with my little cousin they they were like drop kicking him and then all types of wondrous things it was the first time I saw that happen I was like oh man they really fucks with us so I love my family we are non-violent but as kids we are from Detroit um yeah so it's it's it's, it's a bummer but I'm happy that I come from a 
dope ass family that's always like supported my work and stuff and like being a creator that's really special you know into my weird shit i got to talk to lavar for a long time today and he sounds like my dad and he also told me i sound like my dad like the way we thought we couldn't pin it but i, I was like he said it's a compliment and i i agree i agree so um thanks to everybody in my family for supporting me and my friends my friends who be supporting me and, and thank you for listening and uh what are your goals let me know i want to know your goals my goal is to see my work in times square i want to see my work in times square i want to see my work in tokyo's times square i want to see my work in the airplane magazines i want to see my work and i want to be on the cover of vogue but i want it to be like a drawing of myself and the new york times cover of uh the new york times uh t-mag that's where I want to see my work. But, I yeah, like, I got goals. So I'm working on them. I want to get back into doing robotic stuff. That I miss that. I miss just trying to figure some shit out. And just, like, be healthy, happy, make money, have good-ass sex, and eat good food, and be rested, and, you know, full of joy and uh, healthy, you know? And uh, be a great-ass auntie. And to keep doing this project here. So thank you for supporting it. Uh, you can... Uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm nowhere else except for Instagram. It's F-C-K-I-N-G Rejects. Uh, and let somebody know about it. You can go on iTunes or Anchor and rate it, re review it, subscribe to it, tell a friend, spread the word about this cool project that is really for, for the people. I'm just collecting stories and building an archive of dope creators right now. So in 2030, got something to look back on and reflect and um it's real shit so thanks for taking this ride with me i am brain dead i am about to lay it down i'm gonna edit this actually and put it out but that's cool because i just sit there and drink the third coffee of the day and just wish another brain cell would be born that would be great because this shit here i feel very dim but that's okay because it's a new year and we party very hardy and i love you and thanks for joining here comes Haley marie norman uh that's my fucking g we're gonna work on stuff together so rad go check her stuff out she has a ton of work i'm very proud to have her on the show it's so cool speaking of manifesting stuff um yeah let's do it i love you and let's do it yum 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 no, 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 Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Fucking Rejects. I'm here in LA. It's beautiful, sunny, sunny day. Not. <laughs> um, I'm with Haley Marie Norman. Hi. Hey, girl. What's up? Oh my gosh! Welcome, welcome to my home, Los Angeles. I'm born and raised here. You are. Yeah, I'm the mayor of LA. Damn. Yeah. I didn't know you're a politician too. <laughs> That's really I'm one cool. of the good. Well, I don't know. Is that a thing? Well. One of the good we won't judge them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're good, but um, 
it is it's just what it is it is what it is yeah. yes yeah so um you came from from LA and you're yeah. an actress and a voiceover actress and yeah do you do theater I started doing theater that's yeah. how I started my whole career and I actually have been they, I was talking to this like old Hollywood star mm -hmm. who's like hasn't been back to Los Angeles in 30 years. Nice. She lives in like a remote seaside town, and um, I was having dinner with her the other night, and she was like, N "Have you thought about doing theater again?" And yeah. I was like, "You get." I've been so invested in like film and TV and mm -hmm. writing. I write too. I've been developing two different shows, and I'm like, "That's actually exactly what I need right now." Is like to just like peace out from, you know, all of the crazy stuff that comes with like doing film and TV and do theater. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you, you came from LA. Yeah. Can you tell me about where you come from? So I grew up in the Valley, all over the Valley, um, which, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting childhood. And we, my mom and I moved around a lot. And then eventually my mom had my sister and then we kind of like moved around a lot, but it was still within this like a certain like mile radius of just mm. all over the Valley area. And um, ever since I can remember like acting and, and making art is the only thing I've ever wanted to do with my life. And I had a lot of trauma growing up and that's how I expressed myself. Like mm -hmm. I remember when my mom was sad, I would take, um, like classic songs and change the words to <laughs> make her mad. Yeah, I mean, to make her laugh. Yeah, to make yeah. her laugh. Like when she was feeling down, I would put on these like, and I realize now like, oh, that's improvised musical comedy. I was doing <laughs> yeah. it before I knew what it was. I was putting on sketch plays before I knew what they were, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, I've been like fascinated by the arts and, and being an artist mm -hmm. for a long time. I actually remember <laughs> my, it was like my 13th birthday party and it was my first time like, having a sleepover and I wanted to do, or having a bunch of friends come over mm -hmm. for like a birthday party, not mm -hmm. my first sleepover ever. And I wanted to like do like a 1970s like art installation in my bedroom. Very nice. <laughs> so I had my mom, like we had to track down, I wanted like the authentic like flower power stickers. and Nice. Every, yeah, it was really cool. And she, you know, she, my mom has always really been supportive of the myriad ways I express myself. So she drove me all over, we found them. Because this is before, like, the internet when you could just, like, right. order that on Etsy. But I remember I made, like, these li little, like, peace signs out of construction paper that I wanted to, like, put oh. all over my bedroom. And then like, my stepdad walked in, and he was, like, nice Mercedes signs. Like, I had forgotten <laughs> what to do. You know how, like, the Mercedes yeah. signs is just, and then the peace sign goes all uh -huh. the way down. Like, I forgot to do, like, I messed it up. But, you know, yeah. whatever. It's an honest mistake. <laughs> I mean, really, the thought's there, dude. Come on. I was a fucking reject <laughs> You're a fucking reject. Yeah, like, I just tried. I pulled it off. <laughs> That's dope. So is your sister an artist? Is it just the two of you? Yeah, it's just the two of us. My sister is not an artist. No, she mm -hmm. is. she's a student at a major university. Awesome. Getting a degree and making smart choices with her life. I have, a, I have one of those. You do? <laughs> yeah. Are you older or younger? I'm the oldest. Oh, okay, Yeah, I'm cool. the oldest of the, all the kids. How so many kids? Yeah, there's a gang. So there's three. I have two sisters. Okay. We have the same parents. And then and we're like, I'm the tall one. The middle one's like five, 
eight or something. She says five seven, but I think she's like five eight. Yeah. And then the younger one, she's like five one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's we're so like funny. by age. Cause that, order. that's so cute. Yeah. That makes for really good family photos, I feel it like. It does. I'm always in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm always in the back. And Kira's like twenty nine. We're like, come on, baby. She's like, I'm fucking twenty nine. Stop it. Um, and then we have a brother, and then I have a stepsister. But I've known her forever. Yeah, like, I've known her since I was three. She was my fucking sister. Yeah. So yeah, we got a little tribe. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Are there a lot of artists in your family? It's just me. Yeah. Like my dad is a businesswoman. A, a business. <laughs> Can you guys stop? I'm going through. Listen, first my dad of all, is, this it's is 2019. Fine. He's a businesswoman. Yeah, <laughs> a businesswoman. My dad might be a businesswoman. I don't know. Um, my dad studied business, um, and uh, my mom is not an artist either. Although she's got the temperament of one. Oh, okay. <laughs> she probably was in another life, but my grandma who she passed away when I was two, so I never really got to know her, but she was a dancer. Okay. She was a professional ballet dancer. And I feel like I, I mean, I studied ballet my whole life. Oh, and I yeah. have such a love and appreciation for it. So um, I definitely inherited that from her. But I'm kind of, yeah, it's, I'm glad you asked me that question. It's funny, I never thought about it that way. I'm the artist of the family. Yeah. Yeah. So were you always like, so you were putting on shows and like, yeah. did everyone know when you decided like, hey, I'm actually going to do this? Oh, yeah. I like, literally, like, yeah. I was like seven years old. Oh. I was, yeah, I was very young. And, um, and I asserted that whenever I needed to, like whenever yeah. there was any sort of strife or whatever, I was like, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tapped dance <laughs> out of the house and, you know, did a great musical rendition yeah. of something. Jazz. And did a dramatic monologue. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's like, um, my niece, she's like, uh, she's just wants to sing. Yeah. She, she like loves the theme song. We have like the theme song. And I was like, yeah, we got a new theme song for the show. And she's like, I need to hear it. And it's got, like, fucking rejects in it. So it's like, yeah. I'm a fucking reject. She changes it to, I'm a Disney princess. And I'm oh. like, I don't want to censor you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's just like, why do you call yourself that? And I was like, because I'm fucking punk rock, little baby. Yes, you are. And she's like, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> she, like, loves, loves it. And she wants to dance and sing. So now she's in gymnastics. And, like, oh. it's amazing to see that energy because it is she wants to put on shows yeah yeah that's really that's I, really fun i love the gymnasts that have the i used to want to be one of those the gymnasts that have like the ribbon <sighs> what's that called i don't even know just i loved that oh shit. so fun yeah there was a girl in our neighborhood that she did that but she, it was oh, kind rhythmic of gymnastics that's it is called. yes 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 is that a real owl no. Oh, God. <laughs> my landlord, I made my oh. landlord put that. Uh, well, I didn't so make it. He, that was his. These birds <laughs> kept pooping on my fucking car. Oh, okay. And I was like, these birds keep shitting on my car. And so he, he got this idea that, like, if he put the owl up, <laughs> that that wouldn't happen anymore. So it's a fake owl. Is it moving? It's, it's <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, my landlord loves drama, okay? And not always for the best. It's you know what's so funny is crazy. I, I told you that I had to, like, keep my phone on while we were doing this. I'm expecting a phone call. So I told my fiancé, hey, don't text me back. Like, don't text me <laughs> because I need my, my I have to keep my phone on. I'm recording this podcast. And he responded back, okay, honey. And I'm like, no, that's the point. Don't text me back. 
<laughs> okay, so when should I call you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I'll call you in an hour. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So you're like, that's really cool that you, you know, you're an artist and like, uh, I got to move this candle. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. move it. But look at that candle. Isn't that cool? It was, it's from the 80s. It's painted from the 80s. And look at the girl's face. Everything. Like, turn around and look at her face. And oh. then look at her hands. It's like, oh. I know. Yeah, this is great. Isn't that this cool? Is a great piece. Yeah, it's thank like you. It's a hand-painted. It's great for podcasting. It's a hand-painted um, candle holder. It's wood, and it's painted very groovily. Yo, I love that. Yeah, groovily, so yes. Yeah, it's got like a cool black queen on it. Yeah, it does. Her hair is popping, and she's like, her hands are like, huh? Excuse yep. me? Yeah. <laughs> very cool. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, so you're in LA. How was that? Like, I mean, you know, cause you're an artist and it's not like you were living in Iowa or something like I gotta right. make it to Hollywood. You know, what was that like when you were like, okay, I gotta actually, I'm gonna do this shit. How old were you? Honestly, I think it has its growing up in LA and always knowing what you want. It, it definitely has its like positives and negatives mm -hmm. because I moved out of my parents' house. I was living on my own in Hollywood when I was 19. Okay. And that's hard. Hell like, yeah. I definitely got into bad relationships yeah. and uh, I had to find my way and I had to find my way in this business and career. Like, I, I've always said that I'm lucky that I started working early. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's definitely a part of you that has to kind of like, add, it's hard to come into your own in front of the cameras. Mm -hmm. And while the internet is now a thing, yeah. and when you're in your early 20s, you think you know exactly who you are. And I mean, times were so different then. Like mm -hmm. everything was so different. And now I feel like I have a much stronger sense of self. And mm -hmm. I've always known the type of work I wanted to do, but it's just, a, it's just totally diff different to navigate this, what can be a very like toxic city with crazy with toxic people yeah. you know um in an in industry that isn't built for black for women for black women yeah. any women of color people of color yeah um so that was interesting there was definitely a learning curve there's a part of me that sees like kind of like a different ease that people who uh move here from like other states and they're a little bit like older mm -hmm. um there's a different like ease than kind of just having been like thrown into this place when I was like 19 years old mm -hmm. but the good thing about all of that is like it did give me a leg up like I've had a yeah. substantial body of work for a long time and mm -hmm. um uh you know i I mean, I, I just, sorry, my mind was just clicking to this, like, vision board I made, and I put this thing on it that said, like, potent and proven, and I, but it's nice. weird to, like, say that about myself, but it's like, yeah, I've been in it's this true, business though. for a long time, and yeah. I've, I've been working steadily for a long time, mm -hmm. and I, there is a lot to be said for that, you yeah. know? Yeah. That shit is yeah. wild respectable. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I, own that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's, I mean, really, like, I really like those two words, potent and proven, because I remember seeing your work. When I first saw your work, you were, like, striking. I was like, who's that, like, who's that lady? <laughs> who's that, like, really pretty light-skinned girl with the hair? <laughs> you know? And, like, but you reminded me of, like, my sisters and my family. And then I kept seeing you and stuff. And it was, like, on the Internet because, yeah. um, what was it? 
not okay cupid hello cupid hello yeah. cupid yeah. yeah that's when i first saw your work awesome and what it was so it was like the whole network i could because i was like i found about um awkward black girl and then i started searching for content or i guess we call it content now back then it was just like web you're whatever. right it wasn't always yeah. called content yeah that's yeah. like new and yeah. then it was like oh i found this whole network of these dope ass artists and uh, and actors that are out here creating shit on their own right yeah so um was that what was that like like once you can take control and kind of create and be because you were one of the producers on that yeah i was one of the producers and we improvised every episode you did so i think the first two episodes were actually scripted when we were like mm -hmm. finding our group and then we improvised every episode and that's just how much this industry that's has changed really cool. that i literally did that as a favor like uh, you know, one of the other creators from the show came to me and was like, hey, uh, I had done a table read of, of her, one of her um, pilots at CAA where, mm -hmm. we, we, you know, where yeah. we just were. And, um, and she hit me up and was like, hey, would you want to like do this web series that, you know, that I kind of created this character for sure. you. And at the time, I'm like, I had done, a, you know, I had done Hancock with Will Smith. Yeah. I had been in a popular cheerleading movie. So it was like, I didn't know how, like, again, like, potent the web was going right. to be. Um, and I thought it would maybe just be, like, two episodes and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, but I did it. And it's really crazy to me that, like, now entire careers and shows and stuff are birthed from the yeah. internet. It's kind of cool to have, like, made a show that was at the pretty much at the beginning of that. Like, yeah. Awkward Black Girl was first and amazing and incredible. And Absolutely. I love Issa. My friend Sujat is on that show. But ours came up, I don't even know what the timeline would be, but ours was definitely, like, before we knew what the internet and yeah. stuff could be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really... And, and it's funny because I don't even think, like, my team at the time, like, my agents and managers, like, people didn't get what it was. And even mm -hmm. I didn't. Like, Because it, wasn't, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't on my resume. It wasn't something that I talked to my agents and managers about. I was out there, like, chasing television shows sure. or whatever. And this was just, like, I think a thing I did on the weekend that honestly sometimes kind of felt like a pain in the ass because yeah. I was used to, like, you, you roll up to a film and TV set and it's, like, you know, there's someone greeting you with the vegan M&Ms you want <laughs> yeah, and yeah. your clothes and you're this and you're that. And it's like when you're shooting a web series, like you're stealing out here, stealing locations, like yeah. you're shooting when no one's looking, you're bringing your own clothes, you're doing your own makeup. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are some episodes where like I do not look cute because I probably like threw my makeup on that no, morning. No, you always look like, really cute. Thank you. You thank always you, look real you. cute. <laughs> Both of you, you and the other woman. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What was her name? Ashley. You and Ashley. Ashley. Y'all yeah. killed it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah. So it's really it's really special like it's really special thanks for bringing that up because it's cool to reflect on it but yeah we improvised every episode That's of amazing. that television show except for the except for the first two and that was also really cool for me because it, it I would like read the comments which is something that they tell you not to do and <laughs> yeah. but I do everything people tell me not to do you gotta you um, gotta exactly and it was really cool to see people like quoting things I said and being like, that should be on a show. This is funny. This is whatever. Yeah. And it kind of gave me like a boost of confidence. It is sad that I needed that, mm -hmm. but it was, it was a cool kind of reassurance, you know? Yeah. 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 So, but uh, yeah, I mean, what's the difference in doing that? And then, cause I know, so you worked with Will Smith. Yeah. 
So you doing? Have that. you heard of him? He's like not that famous. <laughs> I think he was uh, from West Philadelphia, born and raised in the playgrounds where he spent most of his days <laughs> chilling and relaxing, maxing out cool. I think so. Something like that. That's what his Wikipedia <laughs> says, at least. <laughs> yeah, he seems really dope. So, what was it like doing that, like making that transition? Um. Yeah. It was. It was. It was it was weird because yeah. it was just like okay you'd make this movie and but that's the thing now is like you can do and you can do anything mm-hmm. and that's been a learning curve for me because um, I guess the thing I did that was kind of out of the box was like when I started my when I first I mean I started my career as a kid but like when I started my adult career and I had graduated from mm-hmm. theater conservatory and I did book like small roles on television shows mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, kind of the big thing I booked that opened a lot of doors for me and put money in my pocket, which is a thing that you fucking need, um, was deal or no deal. Right. I wanted to ask about that. So what number? I was number 25. That's a good number. Yes. Yes. It's still, like, my number. And it's funny because they just rebooted it and they wanted me to come back. And I thought about it for a second, but I was like, I'm in such a different place in my career now. And, like. Um, I've got two shows in development that are like my main focus and I just like, it was just a different time for me then than it is now, but it was really special because no, really people at the time like weren't wearing their hair like natural. So I would get letters from people. I'll never forget this one letter. This girl was like, I was riding my, I like, I ride my bike around my neighborhood and she goes, people literally like throw like cans, like trash and garbage at me like, making fun of my Where hair. Where does she live? I don't remember, but oh it was, like, devastating. And she's like, but then you came on, like, deal or no deal, and, like, everyone in my little town, like, watched it, and all of a sudden, like, my hair <laughs> wasn't, like, so weird anymore, and thank you. And yeah. we, we did an episode called The Froze Show, and, like, just thinking, like, this was in the early 2000s. On, like, on Deal or No Deal? On Deal or No Deal, there was yeah. a Fro Show? They did an episode called The Fro Show. That's amazing. I know. That's amazing. And it's really cool that our producers were, like, that our producers and our network like got that yeah. in the early 2000s because I remember when I auditioned for it I thought and I was like my weirdo like just kind of bubbly self in the yeah. audition and um, I told them this sto- the story about my audition for this small role I had in Norbit and how I had to like kind of like go after like Cuba Gooding Jr. so I just like did an impression of myself <laughs> going after Cuba Gooding mm-hmm. Jr. and and I remember when I got it, I was like, okay, and now they're going to ask me to straighten my hair. I'm like, I really don't want to, blah, blah, yeah. And they were just like, okay, so we love your hair. Oh, you can't good. Wait. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? Like, because at the time, it wasn't, you know. Anyway, I forgot the question. So how did that? Well, we were just talking about the transition. You know, I was just asking about the transition. Okay. We could be here, though. You could be here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we could live I right here. I sort of treated that as, like, my day job. And yeah. I they were very supportive of me. Like, I did an Aaron Sorkin show during that time. I went and shot. Which show? Um, Studio 60. Nice. Yeah, that, so that was really great. And, and he, I think he, like, wrote, he specifically, like, had me in mind, I think, when he wrote that or Hell something. Yeah. Like, and then I got to go shoot Fired Up and all this other stuff. And you were stuff. a cheerleader in that movie. And I was a cheerleader yeah, in yeah, that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. But the transition was, oh, yeah, so that's what I was saying. That's what I'm bringing it back to is, like, at the time, I remember people were, like, coming to me and uh, pitching, like, reality show ideas. And I was like, I'm a serious actor. I don't yeah. do reality shows. Yeah. And I even had to prove that I was a serious actor because people wanted to be like, oh, she's just a model. She's on Deal or No Deal uh-huh. or whatever. So it was this whole kind of, like, reverse 180 but i was being smart i was collecting my paycheck and getting in front of an, a national audience Hell on yeah. what was a very popular show but i did kind of have to like 
like, you know, screech, mm-hmm. I'll do a 180 and show people after that, like, oh, I'm funny, I'm trained as an actor, I'm, tra- yeah. you know, whatever. Because there was a stigma attached to, like, being a cute girl holding a briefcase on a show, even sure. though I was mic'd and, like, talked in every episode yeah. and whatever. But um, now it's like you can do anything. So, like, now it would be, like, no big deal to, like, have have been in a m- movie with Will Smith and having a, and then doing a web series. And then you can even go do a reality show. Like, now you can kind of do anything. Yeah. And my brain, like, it's definitely taken a while. Like, I've had to see other people do it and go, mm-hmm. oh, wait, now you can still do other stuff and still be considered, like, a serious actor. In fact, it yeah. helps. When I was coming up, that wasn't the thing, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm learning from these youngins, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Well, because it was... Yeah, it's really different now. Like, man, you have to promote. You have to promote your shit, and you gotta yeah. do it kind of like in whatever way you can. And you got yeah. a lot of platforms. Yeah, you know, so you do have like, there's people that I follow on YouTube that actually aren't even on really YouTube anymore, but they like have podcasts and they're you know doing great shit. But it was based on kind of them doing this thing that they weren't gonna be so like taking care like uh, taken so serious for. Yeah, but um. You know, it's really interesting now that you can't, that reality show is like a part of it, you know, or like fucking TV, like Meryl Streep is about to be on um, the show on HBO. I'm like, you know, that thing, uh, what, wait, hold on. What's the fucking show? Big Little Lies? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Meryl Streep's going to be on the new episode. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that is, you know, I guess like growing up, I never thought about those stars wanting to be on HBO yeah, or on Netflix or on, you know, doing these like great things, but it's really cool. Yeah. You know, so, um, what do you, what do you like? Do you like being on screen or on stage? I like being on screen. Yeah. There's something about, I just, I love film and television, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I get my like doses of being on stage because I still perform sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. So like I'm doing a sketch comedy show on Saturday oh, I wish I that could should come. be cool. I know, oh, I know. I wish you were here. You, actually, you're. Ha- it's at midnight. They do. They do like special like midnight. Oh, shows. that's fun. So, but I'm like, you know, it's hard for me to stay up till midnight now these days. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> like uh-huh. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Getting to perform sketch comedy is kind of like a way for me to get mm-hmm. that out there. But like, I really am gonna like email my agents after this and be like, send me out for some plays. I want to do it. But I love, I love creating television um, as a writer, as a producer, and as an actor in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. It's just a medium that is really, really exciting to mm-hmm. me. So you are with UCB. Yeah. 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 So what was that like? Um, you know, that was, uh, what, <laughs> what I'll credit UCB for is, again, just another way for me to realize that my voice did matter yeah, and that I was good at what I do, um, because I got put on a team there and, you know, I'd be like in the, you know, writer's room with people that for whatever reason I just automatically assumed maybe like knew more than me or whatever and then I realized pretty early on like I was never afraid to use my voice even if I had that like imposter syndrome thing sure but I realized like pretty early on like oh fuck like my ideas are really good and they're working and we would make the sketches and videos of them and they would do really well online and my character people responded really well to my characters and then that's when I realized like 
in, and then instead of like getting invested in a whole other like school or system, like, oh, I need to start like creating for myself. And that's on the track. That's the track I've been on because any school or any place still has like certain politics and stuff mm -hmm. around it. And um, some of my best friends and my favorite people are people, you know, that I met there. But um, but I yeah, yeah, kind of I like creating my own stuff and I like not having any place to like hold me down or whatever. Um, so yeah. is that how it works? Like, what? Well, so UCB. So for if you're listening to this and you don't know what that is, I don't know how you don't because I know it. Is. <laughs> like, and I don't do like sketch comedy. So it's uh, improv, and then so you do videos and what yeah. Is, what else? They do you actually do? got rid of their digital program okay. now. Yeah, which you know it's you know, but <laughs> so it's just live. It's so you just, gotta go. Yeah, you uh, you got, and it's also a school. Okay, it's also a school. Um, but I, yeah, I was on a digital team there and I also perf have performed in a bunch of sketch shows and like, I'm a monologist and storyteller and, um, yeah. And I think it's just about finding these little pockets and places and using it to either hone your craft mm -hmm. to shake off your imposter syndrome. Is that what I have? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is called? <laughs> I like struck um, the core <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it just helped me realize like, oh, my stories and my things matter. Now I, you know, can create stuff on my own and that's a really special so place So what to do you be. like to create? Um, Given I, like a budget, like the fucking budget of a lifetime. Oh, I'll take like, all the money. Yeah. So if, if I'm like, here, girl, the budget's open, what will you do? Oh, gosh. Well, I have um, a story based on my life right now that I've been working with a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, the creating process is something that's still so weird because I've definitely, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying not to be a hater right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a, I'm going through, I'm in a mood, so I'm trying not to like say anything that later I'll be like, I shouldn't have said that. I can, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't gotta name names. But um, yeah, no, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't. For sure. But um, yeah, just like. What was the question? Well, just if you had a budget, if I can give you a budget to do whatever the fuck, what would you yeah. do? Yeah. Well, I like telling stories that are, like, real and honest. And so, you know, I'd be okay with, like, you know, give, give me a few mil per episode. Sure. I'll make it work. You okay. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, all my ideas right now are, are, are the things that I'm working on, the things that are exciting me are stories and issues that have affected uh, me mm -hmm. in my life, specifically being, you know, a biracial woman mm -hmm. um, and the upbringing that I had. And, um, yeah, but but I, but I also, like, yeah, give me a bunch of money, I'll make a blockbuster. Like, yeah. that'll be fun, yeah. you know? Like a movie? You, you yeah. Movie? yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm excited by a lot of things. Yeah. I'm excited by a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and shit. and mostly my... Like, I think alone time is so important because, uh -huh. and I also I feel like I've kind of, you know, I've been through a lot in my personal life and it is really interesting and fun to see how those ideas like pop up later and like, oh yeah, this would be a really, this is a really funny, there's a really funny television show around this pain. Mm -hmm. There's a really funny short film around this pain mm -hmm. that I experienced and that's kind of been really exciting for me, um, especially because I started, I started doing 
you know, when I started my career, I was interested in like drama. Mm -hmm. And now I've done this shift where I work a lot in comedy and I write comedy. And so it is really kind of interesting for me to take these painful situations and turn them into hum find the humor in it and turn them into humor. So it's like a drama. Yeah. 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 But it's cool to just kind of get to like, it's really, it's cool to kind of just get to like laugh and heal mm -hmm. and find the funny in a situation that really at the time I was going through, it wasn't funny, you know? It's so rambling. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's a podcast. We're going to talk. <laughs> we can talk. It's cool. But so, the internet is also crazy because like I've put out stuff and then like a year later had it like ripped off by bigger, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's another thing too is like as far as creating is like protecting your own content. And I, and that's a heartbreaking and very realistic part of this business. Like if you too. tell, you're working with somebody, you have an idea and then. And then they take it further. You know, there's a lot of power dynamics and interesting situations that happen in, in this business. And mm -hmm. yeah, I've definitely, you know, that's a struggle also. Okay. Yeah. So, um, where do you, where did your family come from? Cause you're mixed. Yeah. You're your yeah. So my mom is Russian um, you speak Russian? Uh, no, I wish she taught me. Like, yeah. I'm like, how did you not teach me? It was her, it was her, well, I guess she had a, you know, she was raising it. She had a Is lot on her Is she first generation? She's first generation, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and my dad was born and raised in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's one of six. They've got six brothers and sisters, which is oh, really shit. cool. Yeah, That's yeah. Shit. I love having a lot of aunts and uncles. So you like? Do you have um, connections in Russia? Do you have you been there? I haven't been there. No. Yeah. No, I w I want to go. I know. I wonder what it's like now, just because of like the dynamic between the United States and Russia. You're right. I don't know. You know. I don't know. I mean, some of that stuff like. I find when I travel, like as a black woman, they don't, it kind of, I feel very happily excluded from that shit. Cause right. people a lot of times don't know where I come from at all. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. you can kind of like skate under that. But then once they talk to you, yeah. they're like, first of all, they don't know black people live here a lot of times. <laughs> they're just like, no, you're not. You're from, <gasps> oh I'm my God. Like, you're from Africa or like Asia. And I'm like, I'm not from that's Africa. so weird it's I'm like have you opened a history book? well be, but what's like first of all no and also like yeah. you know who controls the history yeah you know what i, I mean know. but also like um mm. they when you one of my favorite things when i travel abroad is to pop on mtv like because i want to see what they're listening to what are they making and whatever what's exported is not what we listen to here so it's a lot of country music a lot of like weird someone's daughter you know, made this video and know someone at fucking MTV. Right. And so they play a lot of that stuff. So they don't actually see that we're the ones creating all this culture and that when we say something, that shit, it'll be filtered down and down and down and then it'll be used and then they'll be like, oh, it's lit. <laughs> or or whatever the case is. So Yeah, I did it. You can't see it, but I, I did an eye roll because it's just so true. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so hard to watch. You're like, go off, queen. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> You're using it wrong. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, yeah, I think it, like going out there might be interesting. You probably, they won't even <laughs> probably think about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 They'll have no idea no. where I came from, but yeah, I definitely want to, I definitely want to go. There's this weird thing about like acting. That's like, you have to be in LA and opportunities come up at any moment and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, 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 a really important part of me as an artist um, has been 
learning to live my life for myself mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, I'm going to travel yeah. and take the time off to do that. And I'm also going to like have a life and not just be, uh, not just be totally available in any way to this industry. It is about kind of like, I am learning now to reclaim my power and my time and my life and say no and have that be okay and stand up for myself. And um, I feel like I'm entering this like next phase. Yeah. Yeah. Like your second. I almost want to like get emotional (laughs) and like, I I can tell that I'm living this next phase. I've learned a lot. Oh, you're going to fucking blow up. Thank you. Oh, you are. Thank for sure. You. You've been putting the work in, and it's very good work. Thank you. And it's diverse. I was Thank looking on you. your IMDb page, and I was like, oh, shit, she did that, too. <laughs> Wait, so um, did you know Meghan Markle? Yeah, we were best <laughs> friends on Deal you or No were. Deal. Yeah. I was like, we were best friends. I know. <laughs> She's a princess. <laughs> it's the, and the way all that went down is, like, so <laughs> funny, and, like, knowing her and rethinking conversations. Also, I just want you not to big up myself in this Meghan Markle conversation, uh-huh. but if you ever have any like secrets, I just want you to know that I'm a safe person because mm. when that when that whole when Harry and Meghan started dating, my phone was ringing off the hook with <gasps> oh. so many money offers of people oh, yeah, being I'm like, sure. "We'll give you this amount of money for photos. We'll give you this amount of money for stories. What? We'll give you this amount of money for this." And she was literally my best friend on the show, and I took not a That's dime. Right. I didn't say anything. And finally, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna. I ended up posting like right before the royal wedding. I I posted something that I thought was really funny about how like I was uh, royalty adjacent, like royal <laughs> yeah, adjacent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, because you know I wanted to congratulate them, but I have kept it all very tight to the vest. I didn't appear on any of the. That's I had shit. producers who like other people gave them my phone number, and I'm like, why would you give this to my phone? They're like, we'll we'll let you do this, this, and this with our network if you just come on the show. And You'll talk get about- your own show. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be that person it wasn't interesting that's to me. gross anyway it's really gross and it's not what i wanted to do um but yeah megan oh, and i were very girl. close friends yeah we were close friends we lost we ended up like losing touch because like life happens but yeah. the one thing i'll always remember megan telling me that's like not a thing to like it's not it, it's not like a headline thing so sure. it feels safe to say but i just remember like driving and at this point she wasn't doing deal anymore i was and I think I was, like, getting ready to buy, like, a new fancy car or something. Because, mm-hmm. again, I was, like, very young on my own in Hollywood. I had, you know. You got to have a nice car. And I remember Megan being, like, save your money. Like, she was really good at stuff like that. Like, yeah. saving. And I was, like, okay, okay. But, yeah, anyway, Megan and I were, were close friends. Yeah. She's dope. Hi, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a whole new life. Hey, Meg. Congrats on your baby. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> I'm, like, I was on, like, a, um a media blackout for like the last and not all I can't be on because I look at Reddit. So I see everything, but just like, I wasn't looking at any of the gossip rags or anything like yeah. that, that I love. And for, <laughs> so I don't, I like just saw I up until the wedding. And then, you know, I was like, Oh gosh, she's so fly. She's like out here being independent, opening her own doors and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, now I'm like, oh, she just had that baby. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That yeah. makes it real. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still, con- are you still in contact with some of those women? Are they doing like really great things? Um, A lot of, well, you know what? Yes, actually. Yeah. I feel like a lot of them are not in the business anymore. Mm-hmm. 
But I definitely think there's like a be- like I think they got what they wanted. For, like yeah. okay, me and Megan would always talk about how we were doing that show as a way to make money so that we can pursue our artistic endeavor sure. of being an actor. Like we were both like we are serious actors. That's what was important to us. Um it's acting was always both of our things. I think a lot of the other girls on the show, except for the exception of maybe one, they were more interested in like modeling and whatever. And which is also totally great and fine. I'm trying to think of the word like, um, which is totally like valid and whatever. I think a lot of them have since like moved on and like moved out of LA and like had babies and families. And I just want to say, there is so much beauty to that. Yeah. When I was younger and immature, I was like, and just judgmental and didn't understand life. I was like, you know, especially having come from an, a theater conservatory and seeing all the people who came to LA and lost their minds and got caught up in sure. the wrong shit and fucking, you know, ended up having to move back home. I was like, yeah, like that's why this, biz-, you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. There is a beauty to going. I want to live my own life. Yeah. I want to have a family. I want to have whatever. I have so much, so much respect for that because I understand it. I also realize now that like, you uh, like I'm like I could go buy a, ho- a house in that seaside beautiful town where I was talking to that retired starlet live, and I could make all my own shit and put it out there. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. You know, it's not about like network television anymore. It's not about all the things that we were taught to believe but yeah so uh so a lot of those women are are I, they're not like here doing the la actor grind but you know more power to which them. is understandable like yeah. i mean new york is crazy it's so hard like it's if you're an artist or you're a creative person it's just a, it's just hard yeah you know because there's so much work that can go out and then also it's like you got to fit in a specific thing and there's a specific thing and that you know yeah like you just get it's just fucking hard so yeah. and, and also like if you yeah, you might want to have a family and be, you know, live like a nice life. Yeah. And not be like out here just like, I don't know, I got to take this meeting and I'm going to go to this thing afterwards, you know, which is, I love that energy, you know. Yeah. It's, um, so it's it's different here, though. It feels very different. And the homeless thing here is so weird because some of the homeless people, they're real fucking handsome and shit. And I'm like, oh, they came here for work. Uh, yeah. You know, like, it, but it's easy. In New York, it's really easy to get caught up in whatever because whatever you want is there. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, pursue theater, if you want to be a singer or a rapper or whatever, if you want to sell fucking drugs, yeah, it's like you can make money doing that. So it's like, it's kind of a, it's interesting being in this space, being like, okay, um, you have these similar struggles, but... The the homelessness here so is over fucking well. Our, our our I'm I'm so sad at our the politics here and our city and the government and stuff because there were there was like a bill I can't even remember now like what bill number it was called or whatever but I was like an advocate for it and uh-huh. I voted and I was like posting about it or whatever where it was basically like building more like luxury condos or whatever but they hyped it up as being like oh well they're you know we're building more houses so so all these people that are homeless will have a place to live and it was the aids healthcare foundation and a couple other uh places and i was like very involved in like black lives matter and Mm -hmm. i think that it was i think they might have also they don't back a lot like they stay out of politics for many smart reasons 
Um, but uh, they somehow tricked like all these like quote unquote like liberals mm-hmm. to vote in for this these people that were like literally like backed by Trump mm-hmm. just to vote just to build more like luxury condos and yeah. stuff that are like three thousand dollars a month for a studio when it was we needed to vote that down because we need more affordable housing. Right. We don't need more housing. We need more affordable housing. So right. now, did you know that they're tearing down Amoeba Music to no. build a, to build luxury apartments and condos there? No. I mean, it is so unaffordable to live here. It's so hard to find work. And I talked to I have literally talked to homeless people who are like I'm a paint I'm a, a you know, a painted exteriors of houses. Yeah. Uh, I missed one paycheck and that made it so I couldn't afford my phone bill. So then I couldn't know when my boss was calling me and now I'm homeless. Like, and there are, it just, it breaks my heart. There is so, there are so many homeless people here. We do not take care of them. I I was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard the other day and I saw this, this, uh, homeless lady. They had this huge garbage truck and they were just throwing her tent and all of her personal belongings and Fuck. stuff in it. I know. And um, she was yelling at this late. Uh, she was not. She was standing up for herself, but she was like, "I've lived here for six months. Like that was her home. Santa Monica Boulevard was her home. She lived there for six months. Yeah. And they just roll up in their freaking truck and take that and, shit. And and take that shit. It's not her fault. No. We. No. Oh God. It's, it's really so fucked upsetting. up because it's like it's. Well, I think of, like, in New York, they're doing the same thing. It's, like, literally they're building all these crazy buildings with storefronts that are all empty. Because when yeah. I moved to New York, I was like, oh, this shit is – is." So in Detroit, you see, like, empty storefronts, like, galore, yeah, right? Yeah, And then in New York, you didn't see that. And now you see it a lot, you know? So wow. it's like, I know – but I feel like homelessness there looks a little different. Right. Like, How these motherfuckers, like, couch surfing – Oh, oh, you know, yeah. So it's like you might know someone that's homeless, but yeah, they're looking for a place and they got somewhere to sleep. You know, um, here the weather is better so you can be outside. Yeah. Like there's these communities, but it's that is shocking. Yeah. For me. And then what they're doing now is like they're building these places and saying that they're affordable housing. So they're like got like when they build the Barclay Center, they tore down like neighborhoods. And that was about the time where I was moving to New York and. You know, they were like, oh, we're building affordable housing. With affordable housing, you have to make, like, $110,000 a year. What? Are you joking? Yeah, so it's like... Are you kidding Who is it affordable for? So you have to make six figures to live in affordable... I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. are so... I know, it's really... Fucked. It's really crazy. We are so fucked. It makes me think, like, so... Jesus. You can also kind of negotiate for lower rents, too, with that. Oh, okay. Because... There's empty fucking places, and they're yeah. building all these places. Like I've been in housing court for like I have to go back to go to housing court. Um, wow, yeah. Next week, but it's like yeah, that that is the one thing here that's like ooh, it's it's shocking. Yeah. Like what are what are some solutions? Now I'm like solution mode. I feel like why don't they just there? Can the landlords? Hello, landlords. Can you guys come up with some fucking solutions? I because know. it can't be politicians that are going to do the shit because, you, you know, they're, they got to pad their pockets and stuff. I really think it is about more affordable, uh, more affordable. Help. We don't need to build more. We just need to uh, lower the rent. I think there's another like bill or something that's going through. And then also better mental health services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, yeah. And then, and then also I hear that there's a lot of like sit, uh, cities and states or whatever are just like shipping homeless people from other places. So they just like put them on a bus and send them to LA or whatever. Oh, really? I mean, we just, I mean, we just need to change our price. I mean, it's obviously there's simpler solutions, but we are also just so sick as a culture and a society that is like normal change our, our, our prior. I mean, there's a reason why someone like Donald Trump became president. You know what I mean? We're so sick. We need to change our pr- our priorities. We need to live the way humans were intended. Hu- I don't think humans were meant. And I love New York. I love cities. I'm a city yeah. girl. But like humans weren't meant to live in a little metal box stuck in traffic on the 405 with a cell phone that's killing bees and killing birds and yeah. with the stress and whatever. We're so far removed from like man at its core and human nature at its core mm-hmm. and i think a lot of that is because we idolize and revere you know money power prestige mm-hmm. and yeah. th- those things divide people they uh they make people act in in terrible mean super ways. compromising yeah, yeah really compromising yeah. ways um, a, a thing that makes me sad about Los Angeles and my business and my industry that I'm in is like, like I started acting because like I loved acting and yeah. I think up for a long time I operated as like that young naive kid who thought that like if you were good at your art and you were nice that you would succeed and I've learned the hard way by having been screwed over and stepped on and mm-hmm. all those things that like people are out here look truly just like looking out for themselves and people won't have your back and act and operate in their own self-interest and all of that is crazy too even just going back to like how you referred to your family as the tribe like that's beautiful and I there's this idea that like you know you can create with the same people and like make a tribe here but like it's hard to know who to trust and who your tribe yeah. is. And, yeah. um, it's just all hard. I mean, I think like really, um, one of the reasons that I make art, like the main reason that I make art is just to battle all that shit. Yeah. Like all that negative, like all the negative parts of society. And yeah. it's kind of like, it's not even positive and negative. It's just like what it is. And so I definitely like the work that I put out. I just want to like, balance it yeah and just spread love you know yeah like you know help people people love art and you know it's what we're doing is creating something that can be an escape you know for some of that stuff so yeah absolutely it's, it's crazy though out here though yeah but so how do you make money how do you make money what do you do I just I'm lucky that it's just from my acting you yeah, know that's um, so rad But I'll tell you this, the industry is changing a lot. And back in the day, you could make, you do a commercial, you could, I mean, I know, uh, yeah, it's just, it's sad. Like, listen, fuck. I have friends that, like, they survived because they would do, like, a couple commercials every year. So people do a lot of commercials? But no, now even the commercial industry has changed so much. Huge corporations are going non-union, which means you can't do their job. The the Screen Actors Guild has now negotiated what's called, like, new media. So there will be commercials that air, like, millions and millions and millions of times while you're watching Hulu, while you're watching 
Netflix or whatever, and you're not getting residuals on those. You're getting maybe a flat rate of like $2,000. Before it was like you did a commercial, you could easily make like 30 to 50 grand easily because okay. it was on TV, it was airing, it was whatever. But now people watch TV differently. So like, again, huge corporations right. are like, oh, we, like there's just so many loopholes now. And for whatever reason, there's like less commercial auditions. So it's like, even the ways that like actors who weren't on a show would survive is different. Like again, I'm lucky. I have a body of work. Well, you're lucky, but you've put the work in. I have put the yeah, work yeah. in, but that doesn't mean that it's also like not a struggle. Yeah, like yeah, I don't want to yeah. sit here. I could sit here on this mic and pretend like it's all easy and I'm making sure. money and it's whatever. But like it's hard. The industry mm -hmm. has changed a lot. It is a, again a learning curve that you have to keep up with. Um, and they just don't pay what they used to down from commercials to like you do a, a major television show and now, oh, they've got a special deal with the union. So like they only have to pay this much or the talent pool is so great that they know they don't have. I mean, I know like, I mean, I know people who are really, I want to say their names because people would be like shocked, but obviously I can't, but sure. I know people that are like literally as famous as you can get who aren't getting paid what they used to before. Right. Like you know, it's, and, uh, oh gosh, there's some great articles that some really talented working and name actors that I okay. know wrote, um, even just about like how streaming services don't, I mean, like you can literally be a series regular on a show and they won't pay you as a series regular. They'll pay you as like a top of show guest star, which the difference <laughs> oh, in that yeah. is like, I mean, tens and tens and tens of thousands of okay. dollars, you know? So uh, I, d I do think it affects the talent that's being put out there. It definitely affects our li our livelihood. Mm -hmm. And um, man, man, oh man, I'm really happy that I got into this business because I love acting and not yeah. just for the money. Once you hit a certain, a certain, once you like make it, then all the doors open for you and yeah. they're throwing money at you, but they want you to come up with a hundred ideas and it doesn't matter if it's good. And I mean, it's just not a, the, the, the intersection of art and commodity is just very interesting. And it's not always the greatest place to like incubate talent. Yeah. Well, it's a product, right? Yeah, so, it's a product. So what's okay? So you were on. Um, Am I being too depressing? Am I going to be your most <laughs> depressing guest ever? I'm crying. So <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. I'm a Pisces. We you can know, talk, I have my girl. Moments. I'm just like, listen, we're artists. We're fucking moody. Like whatever. Yeah, this shit we're is fucking real. moody. We're we fucking cute. punk rock. We're fucking punk rock cute punk rock moody bitches. Right. What? What? Like what? What? Do you what? What do you want? <laughs> Laugh? I'm crying so tired. I'm crying right now. My niece was like. Oh God, uh. she can manipulate. She was like, <laughs> but with me, like I'm like, don't I don't care what your fake cry. So she tried to cry. She like yeah. made herself cry, crocodile tears, <laughs> and then so I was, I started crying too. Oh. <laughs> she didn't know how to handle it. Oh my God! I was like, life is so hard right now. I miss my mommy too. <laughs> the next week she was like. Remember that time, like where we both cried. So it's okay. We're artists. We're artists. That's real shit, though. Yes. Because really, like, yeah, we can see her. I can see her and be like, "Oh, it's so dope." This shit is like, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? Like, what am I doing? What am I fucking doing? I don't yeah. know what I'm. I don't know what I'm doing. Like when you said imposter syndrome, I got that shit. But I know my work is really good. Oh my I'm god, like your work really is so good. Shit. It's Thank even crazy you. for me to hear like you have imposter syndrome. I mean, like, 
Dude, you're fucking, I mean, these drawings that you did for Harper's Bazaar, I mean, I literally was like, they're so lucky to have you. I mean, this shit is incredible. I'm flipping through your portfolio. I mean, you're in, uh, I, 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 like, I'm, I'm like, how do you have imposter syndrome? But I guess, you know, know. we all have it. Well, because I think, like, I'm, I'm just being honest. I can just be like, oh, yeah, I just, like, made this thing. It was cool. But I don't feel like that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this thing because I got to do it. I just love doing it. It's some I like this here is this Frida Kahlo as imagined as a girl from Detroit. So she's got like chunky braids and oh, shit. shit. And it's uh I did what? it like a ballpoint on like just a sketch pad, oh you know. So God. but it's like I didn't mean uh, to do that. Uh, I just did it and I was like, Oh, this will be really what if this is cool, you oh know? And God, so it's you like, inspire me. Thanks, girl. You inspire me too. Yeah. So it's real. Like I don't we you know, we can talk about different stuff. I do want to talk about I saw you on um Adam Ruins Everything. Yes. <laughs> that was so fun. It oh, looked so thank fun. You. I don't know if it was fun. I'm like, that was so fun. No, it, it was, was fun so to watch. fun. It was so fun. What was that about? Um, I love those people. They're really great. They're great. They, oh, you know what? Again, this is how this came up. Like I was doing a lot of sketch comedy and they, uh, college humor started hitting me up to like do some videos and my like manager, I remember some people on my team were like, don't do that. Like you've worked too hard. Don't do something for like $200 or whatever. And I was, but I was like, uh, no, I'm going to do this. Like these videos are funny these writers are the next generation. Yeah. I want to know them. I want to know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not only, you know, network TV that's, like, valid. Like, this is offbeat weirdo humor, which is the type of stuff I want to be that doing. That shit is funny. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it. Like, I've, I will go and look at college and you're like, what are these weirdos? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I love those weirdos. They're my friends now. Yeah. And um, so my very first college humor sketch, I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And um, it's worthy, and I'm really glad that I did. And I've met an amazing community of people since then. It's um, and I've steadily worked with them. They have a new platform called Dropout. That's like a subscription-based nice. service with like tele like television cool. shows. And I think I've been on like four of the shows now. Um, I've been developing a show with those same my own show oh, that's with awesome. those same people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I'm really, I, I love them. It was just a great yeah. experience. And Adam Conover is incredible. So and he works with college humor. Is that where he came from? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, and okay. so I guess when I auditioned for it, he had seen me on some college humor sketches. Okay. Yeah. He's like in love with you on that show. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it was really such is. a fun story. Like, no, yeah. he's got an amazing, oh my God. His girlfriend is an incredible artist. They've been together for a long time. Her name awesome. is Lisa Hannah Walt. And she just create. She drew the um, BoJack Horseman. Like she's an artist for oh, BoJack Horseman. Right. Oh, cool! And then she um, now she just like I think created this her own show awesome. called Tuca and Birdie. It's coming out. It's got the voice awesome. of it, yeah. I think that's I. I don't want to give it the wrong. Sure, I don't want to sure. give it the wrong name. But like she's a genius. So I'm like. What a power couple. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's a really cool that. show. So it's, that's with True TV, but I, I saw it on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix right. just got it. Yeah. 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 But it originated on True TV. And True TV, are they here? I guess so. I think, I, oh no, they're in New York. Cause actually oh, I did have York. a Skype meeting with them. So, so some of them are in New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever watched Amy Sedaris' show? No, but I want it's to because so I love her. Good. Oh my god, I can't wait. She is my favorite. Her she's brother so is cool. my favorite writer, and she's my fucking favorite like 
she does so much shit. She basically, like, she has this book that came out, and it was, like, basically, I don't know the name. I forget the name, but I bought the book, like, yeah. hardcover. And it's about, like, um, crafts, and, like, <laughs> she's, like, this is a pussy. <laughs> this is how you clean it out. It has glands, and you want to make sure that, like, you get all the crevices, <laughs> and it'll make it taste really great for your partner. Also, like, this is how you make a cheese ball. <laughs> and, like, like she's so funny but the show is like oh like crafts and, like guys. entertaining but is amazing i can't wait to watch it's amazing. it another yeah. true tv show that i love is called i'm sorry with andrea savage Have oh you yeah watched i watched it? her show too yeah this is Super gonna good. sound insane but they did an episode about blackface that's actually funny oh, like yeah. I, like it's like you can watch it and be like Oh my, okay, like, I'm not <laughs> okay. full of rage right now. Okay. Like, all right. yeah, like, it's there. It's on this season? TV does some cool stuff. That was the first season. Okay. So I think the second season has already aired, yeah. and that, and then sometime in the next year, I guess, they'll be rebooting for a third season. So what's it like having, um, putting projects out, like, if you're, because with True TV, I assume it was on on the network first yeah. and then Netflix got yeah. it, right? Yeah, so, I don't get paid more money. <laughs> um, wah, wah, wah. I know, I know. Um, That's another thing with like, uh, Adam Ruins Everything was not new media, but I've definitely been involved in like other projects um, and then had them get picked up in like a major way and you just like, you just don't see more money from mm-hmm. it. Okay, so girl, girl, girl. Yes. You got a part speaking on The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. Shit is fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Like I've gotten to work I've gotten to work on a few episodes now. I don't know how much I can say. Sure. So probably not that much, but um doing voiceover stuff is like really cool. Have you been doing that for a while? I You got a great voice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I started doing voiceover stuff maybe like 4 years ago. Uh-huh. And again, I'm like someone like some people I'm I'm learning that like yeah I gotta be good about just like throwing myself out there because yeah. I'm someone who wants to be like I want to study the craft or whatever <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah. like taking these like, overly priced voiceover lessons and like afraid <laughs> to talk to my own agents about repping me for voiceover and yeah. stuff and um and but eventually I just went in there and I was like hey I want to do voiceover and my voiceover agency I'm with CESD they're like one of the top voiceover agencies nice. and they sign like a very small percentage of people who you pop in. who go in there wow. yeah but they signed me I'm really excited awesome. and I've mostly done like uh um I've mostly done like commercial stuff promos um trailer like I've done a bunch of cool like stuff, trailers? but I really want my own, like trailers for movies and That's stuff, you so know. That's so cool. But I really in want a, in a in, land. Exactly. <laughs> Can you do one for it. Exactly. In a land. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. I was sending a friend a voicemail as I was doing that. But um, I yeah, I'm like dying to get my own um, my own animated show. Like yeah, I want to. I want to work on it with you, girl. Yeah. <gasps> I will work on that with you. Wait, is this? I like. Yeah. I'm here, I have I'm great ideas for, for cartoons. Yeah. Should yeah, we totally. make a cartoon together? Yeah, I think so. We fucking should. Oh yeah, my. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I already know what it could be about. Yeah. Look, now yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Oh my God. <laughs> I have the idea for yeah, a show totally. already. Let's fucking thinking, make a yeah, show. I was like, oh, that's why I was like, I'm going to do an illustration of you. It's going to be so fucking dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know what's funny is there's another project. I I feel like I shouldn't even say this on on the mic because it's too much. 
But can you, if I say it right yeah, now, yeah, 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 I'll take it out. Yeah, okay. I'll take it out. This is so good. Okay, let's do it. Bitch, we just yeah. created the future. Oh, it'll be good. We just created the future. And we're back. <laughs> I'm going to cut that part out. But I'm going to leave this part right here in there to know they just missed some shit. You guys, we just created the number one television yeah, it's show. Gonna be the shit. It's going to be the shit. And we just changed history. You'll be the first to know. Yep. You'll be one of the first to know. Yep. yep. <laughs> I love a show born on a podcast. Yeah, totally. Yes, baby. Yeah, we're yes. to work and create stuff. And like, Look how exciting. Can you see how my whole like demeanor changed? Like yeah. It's like... A new idea, a new artist to collab with. You like, literally have like a rainbow around you right now. Oh my god! It's just like shining out in this <laughs> gloomy ass day. It is a gloomy <laughs> ass day. <laughs> but at least there's that fucking owl. At least there's that owl. <laughs> oh my god, it's moving! I know oh, he I moves his head. I don't know if it's like if he electronically moves or if it's like the wind affects the move, but it birds still shit on my car, so it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Oh my god. <sighs> well, uh, we can wrap it up. I know you gotta go. Thanks for your time and let me in your place. Uh, yeah, we're gonna make some good, some great stuff together. I'm some very good excited. Content. And I'll be out here a lot. And, um, yay. Yeah. I'll be out here a lot. Yay. I should have just rented a place for a month. Cause I've literally been here for a month. I've been here, You've for, been a here month. for a month. I got here. It's the ninth, right? Yeah. I, I got here so. on yeah. the ninth, oh my but gosh. I left <laughs> for like five days. I had to go to housing court. So I went back and then I came here and I was going to be here for three days, but something was like, no, just stay, just stay, just stay. Yeah, so it was really I'm so great. Glad you did. I'm glad Housing I Housing court sounds really stressful. Oh, it's super stressful, but I'm really good at it. I have, I'm a win. I like win that shit. It's fine. Good. I get good all the stuff you. I want and I have a little, little great apartment. It's stressful. But first of all, so I talked about you on one of my other recordings. You did? <laughs> yeah, because the way that we met was I went, I was invited to the Lowell event um, which is like cannabis event it was very fancy. And yes, I, and I it had, was. They I had was, everything. It was the shit. Yeah, they had everything. They, they had did. Everything. I had this my session bag, which is what we're recording on right now, because I had done I had recorded the podcast earlier that day, and I was like not about to go. To this oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I sure did. I had like the big bag, and I was by myself. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anybody here. And I walked. I was like, everyone's so fucking fabulous. <laughs> and then um, I was like with some friends and. I was gonna. That was Biggie's son. I was with. Okay. And, oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah wow. Biggie. Okay. Yeah, it was really. Dope. So we're gonna do some stuff with him and his dad. I'm and glad I did, actually didn't know that because <laughs> yeah. be, I would have been like, oh, I, I would have embarrassed myself. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, uh, uh, hey, CJ. Yeah. So it's really kind. <laughs> super dope. And so um, they invited me. And so I wasn't gonna do the. It was like a photo booth. I was like not gonna do it. I did not. I was like not up to it. And then they're not like, just a, a photo, photo booth, but like a kind like a flower crown photo. Yeah, booth, it was which like you could go a out flower way. Crown, yeah. And then I went in there and I was like, all right, like I'll do this thing. And then I had my thing on and then I hear your voice like, oh, I like the way she's wearing hers. And I looked over when you had your fro and yours, your flower crown was like Jimi Hendrix style. Mine was like the tilted biggie crown. Yeah. Oh, and my then, gosh. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, hey. And I was like, damn, I think that's that girl. And then I was like, I fucking need to meet people. I've been really like on talking to people and trying to meet like great individuals and, yeah. and build my tribe out in LA. And so I approached you. I was like, I'm going to talk to her before you leave. And then I'm like, no, that's so nerdy. Oh my gosh. And then I saw you and your home girl. What's her name again? Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Johnson. She's so yeah. fucking dope. Jackie Johnson. Yeah. She's gorgeous. got a podcast too. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's 
super sweet. And you guys, I walked up to you both, and I was like, hi, <laughs> my name is Constance. <laughs> I don't know anybody. I was so self-conscious. Oh, I my god! I felt gosh. like such a fucking nerd. I was like, I... And then um, you were like, oh, here's my Instagram. And I was like, fuck. Like, why did I fucking do that? No! No, I, I was like so weird. And then, and then you... It, it just everything was like you knew one of my fucking best friends. Yeah, you were like, oh, Khalid's. Yeah, invited you to the Annenberg show. It was like here we are right now. And what's so funny is because something was telling me like respond to this. Like I didn't know anything about oh, you. Oh, I called. Like, I, didn't I know like who you cold are. called you. Like hi. Yeah, and and I was like, I don't know this girl, but like, okay, why not? Yeah, and like, yeah. it's so connected. It's so symbiotic. It's yeah. so meant to be. And. Before we started recording, you brought up intuition and like intuition is just so powerful. I mm-hmm. I met my fiance and like a really crazy that was just like, I'm just going to go with this. Yeah. And like, I'm so happy that I just was like, yeah, I'm going to respond to this girl's yeah. DM. You I'm know like, what oh, I mean? Cool. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to respond to this girl's DM. I literally don't know anything about her, but like, okay. And yeah, it was really funny because, oh, because that fucking flower crown bar was like, it was just so white. Like, you know, fl- like, Girl. it's like, it's very hard to put a flower crown on like a fro and whatever. And I was like, I, I wasn't just going to like not do it. So I made them like make a bigger flower oh, crown for okay. me. Yeah. I was like, you need to fit my fro, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then it was just so special to like turn around and see another black girl another with like, afro. her flower crown and my on, hair with your afro. Out, yeah. It looked so gorgeous. And Girl. I used the white flowers mm-hmm. and you used the purple one. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, it was just like, it was so cool because it was, it was like moment. we were in this white space together, but like fucking oh, being yeah, fly totally. and like, you know, of course being fly and like yeah. making the most of it. Did you see that upstairs? I don't want to shit on that, but did you see that upstairs they had like a braid bar, which was, I it put it on my Insta story and I was like, when she you know you're at a white people party? Because like, <laughs> no, black girls do not just show up to like a party and there's a bar where we could get like our hair braided. Oh, like when we get so our hair braided, <laughs> it is an eight hour process. <laughs> You have to bring your own lunch, Postmates, a yeah, book, yeah. a fucking take your you taking appointments you in like, the salon. Did you, did you wash? You it? get did a you headache, your it? head hurts. Yeah. Oh, this white girl one time. Oh my god, she she had her hair braided on her party. That's another thing too. Is like that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. We won't get into it. But like dealing with just like racism and the industry and arts and whatever. And I had this white girl be like, "Oh my god, my braids hurt, Haley. Like, have you ever had braids before?" And I was like, first of all, what? I'm black." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I only know life with brains. And like, I'm like, yeah, they both. Yeah, it was just so bizarre because it was like, how do I even get that into That motherfucker this asked you, have you ever had braids before? I was like, yeah, oh my God. And, um, and then she was like, I paid $25 a braid. That's how you know you're doing. I'm like, you got fucked so bad. Like, this is what these white salons do. Like, they're literally like, um, that'll be $1,025. Like, or however much. Like, you're paying by the braid. So, exactly. So, it was just so funny to me, too, that, like, they had a braid bar upstairs. Because I was like, you know, like, I should have just done a bit and sat down in their chair and been like, um... I'm me next. Like, braid my hair. Like, what the fuck would these bitches have done? They were there braiding hair. Yeah, that was... It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a yeah. lot. But their like, weed is fantastic. Their weed is... And the, and the packaging is fabulous. And I'm still smoking weed that I got from that part. Like, they... I got so much free weed. Like... Yeah. That shit was... Like, that was... I, <laughs> I came up at that party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. 
No, they came up by happy. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Oh, excuse me, I'm so gross. I'm no, you're not. Ass. You're a queen, even with a cough. You're a queen with a cough. That's keep okay. Coughing. It's just Queen's dramatic. Cough. Yes, we do. Well, thanks, honey. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited for our show. I'm serious yeah, about it, and I feel like you are I'm too. Really yeah. Serious about my about my shit. Yeah. That would be yeah. It'll be really amazing. Yeah. Um, is there? Do you have any good rejection stories that like? with your whatever career or something. Look at my life, honey. It's one rejection story. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you guys. It, my, my life is one big rejection story. Look at my fucking mannequin owl so you I do don't get fucking owl. shit on my car. If that's not a fucking rejection story. But I mean, like, as emotion. an artist, like, when you were younger, do you have anything to say <clears throat> to, to, to younger artists or someone that maybe needs to hear some fucking words from somebody that's out here doing the work? I would say uh, always Always believe in yourself. Definitely don't think that the people in charge or in power know better than you because they don't. I'm talking about your agents, your managers, your network. I have learned the hard way that the people that you are taught to trust aren't necessarily the people to trust. Just like when you're a little kid and you go to the doctor and you think, oh, the doctor knows best, the teacher knows best. And then you realize in hindsight, oh, that teacher was a racist. Oh, that doctor fucking didn't know shit. It's the same exact thing in this industry. You have to learn and question and be very careful about the people that you partner with and just like don't stop I guess my best I mean as an actor I'm constantly being rejected because I'm always auditioning and like you think it's you like there's a been a while where I'm like god why didn't I get that role why didn't I get that job and you realize like oh because the person who got it had a lawsuit against that network, like because they fucked her over and they're just trying to appeal. Like, there is yeah. so much shady shit that goes on. And it's like the utmost about, like, this is not about you. Mm-hmm. There are also, like, there are going to be people who don't like you and that's okay. And it's on them. There are people who don't like me because I wouldn't date them or they, you know, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it's literally like, you, it's so full of like pettiness and it's just like, so get out of town as much as possible. Clear your head. Get in nature. Be around people who truly love you for you. Like, I am with someone. Uh, my partner loves me so much. He loves me if I would never work a day in our life. We, we're not this, like, he's a, an amazing musician with, like, a record deal and a record. But we're not, like, a Hollywood couple. And having that, like, real grounding shit has been super, super important to me. Um, never just like, yeah, like I think for a lot of times I was internalizing stuff Mm -hmm. and now I'm coming out the other end and I'm realizing, oh, it was never about me. Mm -hmm. Like it was never about me and my, oh, it was always about me. It was because like when people see you shine, when people see whatever, like there are going to be people who want to hold you down, who are going to want to take from you, who are going to want to, you know, and you, and it's just, you can't do that. Protect your space, protect your mind, protect your art, protect the things you create I guess my biggest, most insane rejection story would be um, there. I was at an audition. I'm kind of at a place now too, where like I don't think I would play a slave anymore. This Ooh, and this hello. this ended up being um, for a very popular like a career. Like the people who ended up doing this project, like mm-hmm. they're. I just don't want to say what the project is because sure, I don't sure, want sure. it to get back to the cast. But this ended up like changing people's like lives and careers, and it was a very esteemed project, mm-hmm. and it was about slavery. And uh, it's oh, just, I hate all those projects. Yeah, I won't do I it. I won't do that. it now. Um, but at the time, it's like okay, I guess I'll go like audition right. for this. Um, and 
so I'm doing this scene and I'm like having a cry. It's a very intense, like, I feel like it's like a rape slave. It's just, I'm playing a slave. I'm getting raped. It's this whole thing. The casting director was texting the entire time and with the keyboard noise on his phone. So you're hearing the clickety clack, 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 clack with every sentence that he's taping. As I, he's a white man. I am a black woman sitting in front of him already having to be like, well, I got my fucking like slave audition because yeah, I have yeah. to pay my bills and my manager, people are telling me I need to go to this and this is like the project or whatever. Again, like very famous people did this project. So yeah. I'm, I'm already feeling like judge because I, but it's just, that's my own thing because like I have no interest in playing those roles, but like people, have, you know, you whatever. Yeah. So anyway, he's fucking sitting there with the clickety clack mm-hmm. on his phone as I'm like, I mean, I just, I still am not over it. I yeah. was outraged. That's fucking then, traumatizing. Jesus. Then, then the crescendo of it all is like, I get to the best part of the scene. This motherfucker blows his nose, picks up a tissue and like, like snot oh. all up in that shit. I mean, this is like the type of shit that you're like subjected to as an actor. But now I, oh, now I know Lord. to stand up for myself. Cause again, at a time you're taught like, Oh, you don't want to, but now I just be like, like I, I had a, I had like not even a casting director, but like a casting associate. He was like in a bad mood because they made sessions be that day and he didn't want them to be that day. And I'm like, I'm the one that drove to Santa Monica. Like you are already going to be here. And he tried to give me an underhanded, like a, a note about like, the way I talk, like having vocal fry or whatever. And this is just the way I vocal talk. Vocal fry is what's in. Right. I'm like, yeah. but I just looked at him and I said, and I said, oh, that felt personal. That's your fucking voice. That's my voice. You have a beautiful you know? voice. And you could tell he immediately like realized he was like out of line. But like, yeah, yeah my rejection stories, I mean, every day is a fucking new one, baby. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's part of the life. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it. It's all of it. It's all. And I'm happy. Like, yeah. I'm happy I didn't blow up when I was 19 years old. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know what the future holds, you look but I am right grateful now. for it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Tell my agents <laughs> that. Yeah, you do look 19. You look Thank dead you. ass 19. Um, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, you got to just do it. But yeah, yeah you don't have fucking vocal fry. Thank but you. But everyone does. When Thank I listen you. to anything, it's just... It's, I mean, this I is, uh, I've talked to this way my entire yeah, life. Yeah, you have a you cool know? ass voice. Thank like, you. Like uh, Cree Summer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten compared to her before. Yeah. She's really cool. She's a fucking beast. Dude, she's a fucking baller. I just followed her on Instagram and I'm like, talk about voiceover artists. I mean, also, she is like so fucking cool. She's so cool. I will never be that cool in my she, life. You see her kids? They're beautiful. They're, They're beautiful, cool little fucking babies. Tribe. I'm like, God damn Yeah. It. How do so I be cool. that cool? <laughs> yeah. One day. You will. You will. You're already cool. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Let's get this work, baby. Let's get it. We got a TV we got a show. TV we show. got a Yo, TV show. Thank you for, for listening again. Please rate your review and subscribe. Hi, mom. And please don't talk shit about me, guys. I'm I'm emo- I'm emotionally sensitive. I can't. I don't want to see a Reddit. No, Ooh, I gotta go to my bullshit. doctor's. I don't want yeah, a Reddit about go. people <laughs> mad at the things I said. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. Be nice Bye. To me. We love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. No, 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 no,